Welcome to Gene and Mike do the New York Times crossword. Hi, I'm Gene. And I'm Mike. And today we are doing the crossword for Friday, February 9th, 2024. So, on this sort of alliterative day, because it's Friday, February the 5th, did you do the crossword? <laughs> I did. And was it a 5th crossword? It was It was fine. It was fine? It was fine. Did, no. you, did you find it easy, moderately difficult, almost impossible, written <laughs> by Jeff Chen? I think that's the as high as you can go on that scale. Oh, dear. Well, you know, I I find that if I can't start getting something pretty quickly in the upper part of the grid, I start to panic. Oh, really? Yes. It's like, oh, no, this is the one that is just going to be... My downfall. Mm -hmm. Your <laughs> water, your Waterloo. I'm never ever going to get the right answers here, but and that was kind of the case with this one. But mm -hmm. then there were some, there were some great uh, blasts from the past trivia uh -huh. that I knew that helped. Your and strength. Then, and then um, there were some old favorites that that showed up again, um, and so that helped. And uh, I eventually got through it pretty quickly, actually. So hmm. uh, about half an hour. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I got about th through it in about twice as long as that. Mm. Um, I actually got about three quarters of it done in 22 minutes. Oh. And that bottom left corner oh. just about did me in. Oh. Um, for one thing, 29 down, bacon or pancetta. So right away, I'm out of my element. <laughs> yeah. But somehow, because 28 across was high-speed commuter option, and I went for a cella. Yep. So I had C, and I thought, oh, it's cured meat. Because that sounded like a thing. Um, that's what I put first. Well, that's what I, I held on to that for a long time. Oh, uh-huh. Eventually realizing that it was, because because that last letter of cured meat um, was, of course, a T, and it ran into 56 across, 56 across being disdainful sounds. So I had tuts, as in tut tut. Oh. Which I thought was like, I love that as a disdainful sound. <laughs> I wish dictators around the world would more often say, tut tut, rather than off with his head. Um, <laughs> but, and it's not necessary that they do it in a British accent. Anyway, um, and I was alternating between tut and tisk, as in tisk tisk. Which I've mm -hmm. never heard anyone say that. Is that what a tisk, what does a tisk actually sound like? Tisk tisk. You actually say that, tisk tisk? Yes. Have you ever heard anyone say tisk? Oh, yes. Really? Oh, yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, so if it was if it was tut, it ended in a T, so I had cured meat. But if it was a K, it turned out to be a cured pork. That is correct. So I know bacon comes from pigs. Yes. Pancetta, I just assumed that was like a Panera clone, but apparently not. No. That's a type of meat? It's yes. A and type it comes of pork. and it comes from pork. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which would be pig. Yes. Just checking. All right. I uh, want to make sure I got my facts and straight. And I don't know if it's pronounced pancetta or pancetta. I just want to know if it's pronounced pork. <laughs> <laughs> it is pork. Yes. Okay. So so I had problems there. And then um, 41 across pops. So I started thinking about pops as in the music. Oh. And I thought, oh, it's modern. And mm -hmm. so because the D matched from cured pork mm -hmm. and the N matched from six down which was, what was six down there? Question of legitimacy. 
is that a thing? Mm. So I had the M and the N, so I'm like, I'm good, it's mod. I'm sorry, I had the D and the N, and so I'm like, oh, good, it's modern. Mm-hmm. And and that definitely didn't help. <laughs> no, because it had nothing to do with music. Right. No. Um, and then match up. I'm not sure what I had there. I think I had sinks at one point. I had a line. Once I had the A as the start, I had a line, A-L-I-G-N. Um, and so, you know, sinks didn't work. A line didn't work. It turns out it was oh, a... okay. This is at 54. 54 across. across yes. Match up. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was a GRI. That's right. The one above it, 51 across, conceded starts. I started off with divas. Oh. Because I thought that sounded pretty good. Um, and then I eventually made my way towards snobs somehow. And then that was as I was starting to make some progress there. I think, you know, 47 across the traveling Wilburys or Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young super group. Right. I'm like, I had a group mm-hmm. and I'm like, were they all altos? Cause <laughs> I had, I had, um, uh, five letters there to play with. And anyways, it turned out to be super group. Super but group. but I spent 30 minutes at least. Uh-huh. And 51 across was not snobs. That's what I started with. Oh, yes. It was snots. Right. And and the old pops, that was, that turned out to be old man. Yes. Like yeah. Sojour old man. Right. <laughs> but I I took it from the vantage point of oftentimes that's what you call a grandfather. You know, you call your dad, dad, and your grandpa, pops. So I put grandpa in there. Oh. And then I put gramps, and... How did you get grandpa to fit? You only have six letters. Well, G-R-A-M-P-A. Oh, grandpa. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, you lost the D. Yes. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. But it turned out to be old man. Yes. Which is another slang word for your father, (laughs) right? So not your grandfather. Right. But I have heard, you know, some people call their grandfathers pop. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so I had trouble there, and then uh, uh, 42 down gives, and then in parentheses out, I had doles out. Oh. Uh, and I, I felt pretty good about doles for a very long time. Oh, yeah. And then the no. one next to it, 34 down, 39 down, break into bits. You know, I started thinking about computer code, and it turned out to be parse. Yeah, I started with smash there, and, and stayed with that for a while. But, mm-hmm. Not you know. very long, based on your time. <laughs> yeah, but. But uh, no. no, so so complete disaster as far as I'm oh, concerned. This uh-huh. was by Christina Iverson, uh-huh. and it seems to me her crosswords. I have generally found them to not be too bad, and so I thought, oh, good, it's a Christina Iverson puzzle. And then I got to the bottom left corner; it's a trap, and <laughs> it's a Christina Iverson crossword and a trap. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but oh. I, I commend you for your your crossword solving prowess there. Right. Well, like I said, there were there were a few that were like old favorites, like Acela. We've right. seen that actually not so long ago, uh, and that uh, fifteen across. Where's it? Mid East Capital, Sana S A N A A. We've seen that several times before. Yeah, I never know how to spell that. I know. I always forget too, but I I was able to get that in there. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, there were there were some of those, but then there were some new things um, that I didn't I didn't um, recognize right off the top, but I I eventually got them like twenty eight down. These might help people 
take deep breaths, and those were aqua lungs. Yeah, that's a really old, you know, I was mm-hmm. thinking it was like scuba gear or, or, yeah. or tanks right, or something. Aqua lung sounds very old. Yeah. yeah that sounds like what they called it in the 1940s or uh-huh. something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then 12 down, DC Comics weapons, one of which can be seen at the Smithsonian, and that was batarangs. Yes. What are batarangs? It's what Batman throws. Oh, they call those batarangs. And that came out from some of the very earliest Batman comics. When Batman was really, before he met Robin, he was like a really violent guy. He would just like gladly throw people. He was doing a lot of throwing of people off of roofs. Oh, my. Yes. And and just smashing them with batarangs. Sort of like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, except instead of that, instead of that um, arrow and the whistle, it was mm-hmm. just him throwing batarangs around. Oh, uh-huh. He had a lot of things that he could bring out of that utility belt when he needed it I in guess. the in the old old comics. But what I don't understand is that was drawn on paper. So when they say you can see the weapon, do they just mean they have one of the comics that I was reading, <laughs> or do they mean that they have? A physical copy from I don't know maybe the, the TV show or the one of the movies. The TV show is so far removed from what Batman <laughs> really is that I don't even think they should have called it Batman. <laughs> but um, they had seventeen across performed by the whole ensemble in music was Tootie. That's right. Is there any relation to Tootie Fruity? You think? I don't think so. Okay. Um, Fourteen across. It looks like it's wind up alone. Uh, and it's actually wind up alone, and it's flute solo. That's right. That was gr- well that done. That was very clever, mm-hmm. I thought. And the one beneath that, 16 across, fuzzy exotic pet. I thought, oh, that's so cute. And it's like, oh, it's tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> it suddenly became a lot less cute. Yeah. They didn't say cute in the clue. I just no, sort of... just fuzzy. I saw fuzzy, and I thought cute. <laughs> and I'm sure if I saw a tarantula, that would be the last thing I I thought. Right. Now, one that, that I had never heard of was 32 Across, trend for unengaged employees, quiet quitting. Right. What is that? So that's for, it, it's actually apparently a misnomer. It, people don't quit when they quietly quit. They just stop doing much work. They sort of do the bare minimum And there's some question as to whether or not that's really a phenomenon or people just started calling it and it it just sort of gained legs that people have been quiet quitting forever, right? (laughs) I mean, you've always had people, some of whom work harder than others. Yes. And, you know, at first when I read that, I thought it was unengaged. I thought, is this for like employees who aren't um, having, getting married to other employees? But but no, it was quiet quitting. They're unengaged. They're, they're, they're not getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what to do with it. But anyways, it was quiet quitting, and it is some sort of phenomenon. Apparently, there's another phenomenon called quiet firing, but um, oh, really? where they just make your job so hard that you want to quit. Oh. So. Huh. Uh, yeah. I, they have all these funny, oh, funny business uh, business names that uh-huh. probably someone wow. every time someone comes up with a phrase like that, they get a paper out of it. <laughs> so I'm I'm thinking of. Of coming up with my own phrases about business behavior and uh, (laughs) slowly shuffling. I don't know. I'll I'll have to work on the details. Uh, I I will admit that the um, the downs, you know, the crosses were all very long. 
for the most part, they were, you know, fairly long answers. But the downs certainly helped because it gave you enough letters to kind of give you an idea of what, what those answers would be. At least they did did for me. So. Well, one of the downs Except was- in the corner that you were talking about where all of them were fairly long, <laughs> so... Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there was twenty down. I mean, that was um, that was about what eleven or twelve letters long, uh, twelve squares down. Overwhelming and needing time for consideration. Um, I had initially a lot to take in, but it turned out to be a lot to unpack. That's right. And I got that fairly quickly. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, it, it took me a while to get the. Excuse me, the six down, is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I had is that. Right. But I had trouble with a thing. And the one next to it, seven down, blank and the good book, 1958 jazz album. And I got the LOU and I thought, oh, it's Louis, like Louis Armstrong. Right. That's, uh, yeah. And so I had an E there at the end. Well, then 22 across where that E was, was. Signed by highway exit. So I had, I, I finally got, is that a thing? So I had A-E, and then I wasn't sure what the first letter was. Mm-hmm. But it was like, well, that doesn't look like any sign I can think of at an exit. So then I thought, well, maybe it's Louis spelled L-O-U-E-Y. But I'm like, that's not how Louis Armstrong spelled his name. I just knew <laughs> that was wrong. But then it turned out to be Louis. Lewis and the Good Book, and this was from 1958. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, maybe earlier in his career he went by Lewis Armstrong, but I always knew him as Louis Armstrong. So, maybe. right. Mm-hmm. Well, it is according to Wikipedia. It's by Lewis Armstrong, mm-hmm. who I take it is Louis. Yeah, Armstrong. He, yeah, yeah. That's how I always remember his name. Unless there was there was both a Louis Armstrong no, and a Louis Armstrong, that no, would be confusing. I doubt it. I doubt it. But Lou, Louis Armstrong played the trumpet. He he was a jazz trumpeter. So. Well, apparently, this is a 1958 jazz and spirituals album by Louis Armstrong, and Louis Armstrong takes you to yeah, Satchmo, yeah. Satch, and Pops. Huh, he was known as Pops. Yeah, I wonder if they sometimes <laughs> call them, "Hey, old man." Huh, how about that? So, um... Interesting, though. Yes. Yeah, a a good crossword all around. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was was an enjoyable solve. mm -hmm. And not so daunting as Fridays so often are. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, as the person who just got totally stuck in that corner. I also, I mean, even 35 down, grumpy toward. I mean, that's how I was feeling about the crossword at one point. (laughs) And it was cross at. Yes, (laughs) <laughs> That's perhaps appropriate. Right. <laughs> so, all in all, though, a grand crossword by Christina Iverson, I think worth five squares on the Jam oh, yeah. CR scale. Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Last thing for today, we have listener mail. All right. And this is from uh, Trey, mm-hmm. and it's potential triple F. Uh, and so this is, by the way, our fun fact Friday for do, today, do, 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 do. courtesy of Trey. Dear Gene and Mike, Here's a possible Fun Fact Friday entry. As we saw in the grid a few days ago, and he wrote this on February 4th, uh, the notes of the NBC chimes are G-E-N-C. Very nice. Well done. The three notes make a nice combination, but there's also a hidden meaning 
If you looked at the NYC skyline at, light, at night for many years, you would see a big neon GE logo on top of NBC's home at 30 Rockefeller Plaza. That's because NBC was owned by General Electric Corporation, and Trey has gone to the trouble of underlining the G, the E, the C <laughs> of General Electric Corporation, or sing it, Gene, G-E-C. All right, you just did. Excellent. <laughs> so um, now we we did our own research. We got our we got our fact finders out there, and that's to say, we went to Wikipedia, <laughs> and it said it's um, lore. It's not clear. Um, how did they word it? They said um, they called it folklore. So it's it's not true if this is it's not clear if this is really true or if it was just sort of a coincidence. Uh, the, it's the, a great story. It's though. a great story. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. So mm-hmm. I I think if it isn't true. Someone needs to invent a time machine and go back and make it true. <laughs> so uh-huh. well, um, that's very interesting. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. I, I just wonder if there are any other networks that have done the same. But anyway, um, <laughs> thank you so much for that, Trey. Really appreciate it. Yeah. And if anyone else has a potential Fun Fact Friday, or if you just want to talk to us about anything at all, uh, drop us a line: crossword podcast at iCloud.com. Remember, we always uh, like to get listener mail. Feedback is always appreciated. Yes. And uh, we also appreciate it if you leave us a five-star review wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast and tell your friends and relations about it, about us. That is, yes, please. That is it. That's right. We should always be polite. That is it for today. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. Saturday, the hardest crossword of the week is about to drop. And we wish you luck with it. We will be back to talk about that crossword tomorrow. Bye-bye.